Welcome to uh, our next episode of the Minnesota State University Mankato Family Orientation Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in today. And I couldn't be more thrilled about today's guest. We have Matt Cecil, who is our interim provost and wealth of experience, not only as a professor, but as an administrator in higher education, as well as direct student experience here at our own university. With that, I want to say welcome, Matt. Appreciate you carving out some time today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So I, I do begin every episode. What, what is your favorite thing about working at MSU? Oh, that's an easy one. It's the, it's the people and the atmosphere that we work in. It's the most supportive, friendliest place that I've ever worked. And I'm on my sixth institution since I started my career. And it really does feel like home. Uh, I graduated from MSU with a master's degree in 1997. So it was pretty exciting for me to be able to come back a few years ago as a dean. And, and really that family supportive atmosphere has remained and it's been my favorite part about working here. Awesome. So working across six different institutions, what, what is your discipline? What, what kind of professor are you? I was a professor of mass communication. So I started my career, I got a history degree from South Dakota State many years ago. I started out as a journalist. I worked as a daily newspaper journalist in Sioux Falls, for the Sioux Falls Argus Leader, and then in Fargo for the Forum of Fargo-Moorhead, covering politics and government. So I covered legislative sessions and stuff. And then after that, I went to work, as many people do in those, I went to work for politicians. And I was a press secretary for a politician for a couple of years. Didn't really like that as much. Pretty easy for me to decide to go back to grad school. And that's when I came to MSU to get my master's degree in history. I had a great experience here and then got a doctorate from the University of Iowa. And my first faculty job was at Purdue University in the Department of Communication. Second job was at the University of Oklahoma in the Gaylord College of Journalism and Mass Communication. Then South Dakota State, my home university. I was, uh, I was a department head there for a little while, as well as a faculty member. And then most recently, before I came here, I was at Wichita State University, which was a great experience. And then the sixth is the University of Iowa, where I got my PhD. And that was, you know, that was really a great experience there as well. But I've seen a lot different institutions. I worked at big ones and small ones. And I really like the mission of an institution like MSU Mankato. I think that, you know, we're about providing students with opportunities to make their lives better. And when they do that, they make our region better and the quality of life for everyone better. So the mission of a place like this is really cool. But yeah, I'm a mass communication scholar. I studied FBI history during the J. Edgar Hoover era. Wish I could get back to that, but I'm busy with other things right now. That's understated. He is quite the expert on JFK era or JFK, J. Edgar Hoover era, not JFK. Don't they cross paths? Yeah, so he's got a couple of books he's written and there's been some national podcasts and such built from his work. So it's been fun to kind of see the other side of his administrative skills and such. So you currently stand with the title of provost, which is not a common title in the world. Can you explain what that does? Sure. I mean, the provost is really just the vice president in charge of all the academic parts of the university. So you know, there are faculty members and they're supervised by deans and then I supervise the deans. So we're about, you know, 70% of the university by budget. And I really enjoy the work. It's about setting direction. It's about setting vision. It's about fixing problems for people. We do that every day. But yeah, provosts are a senior administrator in charge of academics on the campus. Excellent. Excellent. 
as a, as a fellow vice president, I'll even simplify it for our listeners a little bit more. It's the number two person in charge at the university. So whenever the, the president can't address something himself, he often lets it slide right to the provost position. So I'm, I'm super appreciative of all that Matt's been doing for us, especially during this pandemic. I should share right off the get go. We are recording this on March 25th of 2021. So Everything we talk about today is what we know to this date, of course, as we, as we talk about pandemic-related information here. So the question that I get stopped all the time, and I'm sure, Matt, you do as well, whether it's grocery store, or in town, walking the dog, whatever it might be, is what are the fall plans going to be for the university? And how are you answering those questions right now? Well, we understand that the fall, first of all, let's say things are looking great. I mean, I'm really optimistic about the fall. I think the rollout of the vaccine. We saw recently that Minnesota has done a, a terrific job of getting the vaccine into people's arms, and we think that'll speed up and is going to improve the situation considerably. There's still a crisis, and we're still following all the rules and all of that, but I am incredibly optimistic about the fall. I think that this is a great opportunity. We've done a wonderful job, I think, during this time of helping our students continue their progress towards their goals, and we're looking forward to welcoming students back to campus again in the fall. We'll have faculty members in their classrooms teaching classes. Students will have some options. We're trying to put together a schedule that allows for in-person, mostly in-person or flex sync, which is our in-person or remote option, and then a few online courses. But we really are looking forward to students coming back, having the kind of college experience that, you know, we all think about when we think about having a, a residential campus experience on a great university like ours all of those engagement activities that students have an opportunity to do. And then, you know, strong instruction, hopefully as much in the classroom as possible. I just think that, you know, this is, this is a restart for us. We understand it's still a transition to whatever the quote unquote new normal is, but I think it's a great fresh start and students should be comfortable and their parents should be comfortable knowing that we're going to keep them safe, but we're going to have a much more normal situation for our students in the fall. And I think all the credit in the world goes to our faculty and staff for, for working through this pandemic. But I can tell you what, they're really excited to get a lot of students back on campus as well. Yeah, I, I, I feel that every day as we walk around. I mean, there's, there's students here every day and, and some people are surprised to hear that, that. I mean, there's students having lunch, there's students going to classes and, and walking around, but it's not the same. We're a campus built for tens of thousands of people and we're, we're, we're in a fraction of that right now. So. There's nothing like the energy of the university campus, especially in the fall. To me, it's just this special, really special time. And it just has this, you know, we, have, we usually have wonderful weather here in the fall for a while. And we, you know, the fountain's on, the, the grass is green. It's just a, the energy on a campus like this is so great in the fall. And we really want our students to be able to experience that again. Yeah. Our focus um, today is really on the students, but you have an opportunity to interact, you know, weekly, daily with with faculty and deans and such, as, as you interact with your typical faculty member, what, what do you think they've learned and experienced this past year that's, that they'll apply to the future? Well, I'm married to a faculty member, so I hear a lot of this. My wife is a professor in the Department of Mass. Um, no, so what have they learned? I think they've learned that some of these technology tools can be very useful, but there's, there's still, many times there's no replacement for that interpersonal interaction with the students. And, and that's really what one of the things that makes going to college, you know, especially for those 18 to 22 year olds, that's what makes it special, is that ability at a place like ours, you're going to get to know faculty members and, and they're going to be 
part of your, your team, you know, going forward. They're going to be people who are going to help you navigate the university. They're going to help you navigate what happens next for you after you graduate in your career. They may help you navigate when you come back for grad school. So that's what they do. That's what these people are trained to do. And as a former faculty member myself, I can tell you that it's that student interaction that gives you the energy to do what we do on these campuses. It's been hard for faculty during this, you know, with fewer students around, that sort of boost of energy that you get from students just hasn't always been there. And we're hearing from faculty that it's been really hard. Uh, and they've struggled. And that's, again, why they're so excited to welcome many students back to our campus in the fall for those discussions about what do you want to do with your with your life? You know, what 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 are you passionate about talking to students? And and then, you know, faculty members, of course, they're interested in their discipline. But I can tell you what it's about the students and about the students succeeding. I remember when I was a faculty member, we used to have these conversations in faculty meetings about students who had graduated. And we kind of referred to them as one of ours because they were, they were, they, they were still part of our family after they graduated. And I really think that, you know, when we get students back on campus in large numbers, that that's an exciting time for our faculty too. And I'm, I'm excited for them to have that back after sort of, in many cases, you know, they've been staring at zoom windows of, you know, tiles and maybe a few faces. They're going to be excited to be talking to the students again. I can tell you that. Yeah, I totally, totally get it. I'm, I'm also married to a faculty member who's missing some of that as well. And yeah, it, it's a huge part of it. You mentioned family in your comment, Matt, and you and I both share in common. We've got high school juniors, right, that are heading into their senior year this next next year. And of course, we're hopeful it's going to be a more in-person, healthy kind of experience than what they have right now. If we do have listeners who, you know, are a dad like yourself who has experience in higher ed, you know, how are you coaching your son and, and thinking, heading into what is going to be coming up pretty quickly about thinking about college? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really about finding a place where you feel comfortable and then finding people there, finding your people. And a place like MSU is a place where you can do that, right? So you can you can come here. I hope people get a chance to visit. We're looking at the place because it's a beautiful campus. It's just a great place to be. But in addition to that, you're going to find people. You're going to find I mentioned faculty, but we have you know hundreds and hundreds of staff people who are going to be there to support students, uh, to answer your questions, to help you navigate what you need to do when you get to college. So I, when I talk to my son, you know, first of all, I think students uh, who have been in a remote situation during this year have really learned how to learn in new ways, and I think there's a positive to that. But when it comes to going to college, it's really about feeling comfortable and finding your people. And that means if you're living in the dorms, finding the people on your floor who are gonna be there for you. But further than that, getting involved in student activities, student organizations and finding you know, the people who have the same interests as you. In a gen ed class with a, maybe 50 or 75 people, find people in there. They may not be the same major as you, but you may play the same video game or you may have an interest in sports that you share. So to me, that's the whole thing. I think, you know, it's a good lesson for life. Life is about relationship and the people you're going to meet in college. I still have close friends. You know, I'm pretty old, but I still have close friends from decades ago when I went to college. You're going to find lifelong friends and people who are going to be your people who are going to support you going forward. You're going to find them at a university. So be comfortable and get to know people. Oh, that's great. 
I'm going to trust none of your friends will listen to this. They don't want to know they're old yet, Matt. So <laughs> they're <I'm> old. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm sure they know. <laughs> so, so kind of a, a really appreciate your time here today. Let me let me ask you this, because so many of the guests on this podcast don't have the teaching experience that, that you do. You know, for the families that might be listening to this right now, and the collegiate learning experience has its ups and downs, right? And at some point, a student may not do as well as they're trying to adjust to the collegiate model of how to learn and everything. You know, what, what advice is a, is a former professor in the classroom would you give to a family that, that hears their son or daughter struggling a little bit? The advice I would give is, is this is all part of the process, first of all. So you're not doing something wrong. You're here to learn. And that includes learning how to learn. The second thing I would say is there are people who can help you with that, whether they're, it's an advisor who can help you understand which courses to take, or it's a faculty member who can help you work through material, or it's a tutor, or even just a friend who helps you work through, you know, how do you, how do you study? What do you, how do you, how did you get through this class or so on? Gets back to that people item. And you're not alone in these things. I think oftentimes students, you know, you go into a classroom, you know, with 50 people that you don't know you feel kind of alone, but you should never feel that way. Professors there for you. The university has, again, all these support folks who are there for you, who are going to help help you. And by the way, the questions that you have are not unique. People have asked them before. People have overcome the same challenges before on our campus, and we know how to direct you to the kinds of, the kinds of resources that can help you succeed. But again, don't beat yourself up. That's another thing. I mean, college is different. And Learning how to learn is really what this is about. I used to tell students, I taught a 100 level intro to mass comm class for, for like 17 years. I mean, I, it was 300 students a semester. And I, I used to say at the beginning of the semester, I, you know, I know you're not going to remember details from this class. This is a gen ed class, but I'm here to help you learn how to be a college student and learn how to learn and how to study because these are lifelong skills. When, you know, college classes, are their own thing, but the skills you learn here, active listening, note-taking, processing information, critical thinking, are the things you're gonna do when you get out in a job in the world. So this is your chance, you know, learn how to learn and take advantage of the resources we have, but most importantly, don't beat yourself up if you're struggling in a class, just get some help. There are people here who wanna help you. And I'll tell you the other thing I used to tell students is, I'm glad you're here and I want you to succeed. Your professors do want you to succeed, no matter how tough they may seem. Oh, that's that is sage advice. That's that's great from, from your experiences that way. The other, this perfect, perfect opportunity for me to interject as well, you know, family members, and you'll hear this throughout the orientation process that it, at some point you may not know quite what to say or or, or how to help your, your son or daughter. And, and that's where our Office of New Student Family Programs you know, it's a resource, it's sponsoring this, this podcast, but if they don't know the answer when you reach out to them, they know where to find the answer. So uh, that'll be a resource. Well, I'll keep bringing up a, through future podcasts as well. Let me uh, wrap this up here with kind of a COVID minute. The latest, the latest that we know is we received some additional guidance from uh, the governor and Minnesota Department of Health. For those not in Minnesota that might be listening, that we can change the density of our classrooms from six feet apart from, from desks and chairs to three feet. So we're making those adjustments for the fall. We're, we're not adjusting anything as we finish out the spring semester, but anticipate having that all in place for this coming fall. As well as I, I, I saw just a report this morning, I think 70% of 65 
and older have had an opportunity to get their shot across the country. So that vaccine is making progress. Our, um, the city of Mankato just received the opening of a third vaccination location now run by the state. So we've got one run by a local healthcare provider, our county and now the state. So it's exciting to see more and more people get the vaccine and the opportunity to get to that. And so that will continue to progress. And so that's what we know again on as of March 25th. So stay tuned for more updates and future podcasts. With that, Matt, I'm, I wanna give you the last word. Any other thoughts of wisdoms or advice you wanna share with our listeners? I think the, the, the last piece of advice I'd share is that from my experience at a lot of campuses, MSU Mankato is unique. MSU Mankato is truly a place where your student, your young person can come and, and know that there are people here who are going to help them navigate this process. And, and I, I would you know, sort of end with a little bit of a paraphrase of what I just said, but we want you here and we want you to succeed. Can't top that. Again, thank you for this week's guest, Matt Cecil, and tune in to another episode. It'll be posted here shortly. Thanks.